Gene and Roger is the story of the two most powerful, influential movie critics of their time, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert. You can find Gene and Roger on the Big Picture feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a quick trailer. It seemed like a crazy idea for a TV show. Take two rivals and let them duke it out about movies. But Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert quickly became the most popular film critics in the country. Millions of viewers tuned in to see whether they'd vote thumbs up or thumbs down. This is the story of two unlikely superstars who changed the way we argue. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Brian Raftery, and this is Gene and Roger. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Cold open question of the week. Kaz, did, did Tiffany Haddish steal your guys' after-party thunder Dude, for SummerSlam? What's I'm kind of tight. I'm, <laughs> yo, what's good? I thought... Wale and I had the block cornered on wrestling after parties, and now I guess she ready, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. In my household, she ready has has more traction than just about anything Netflix or Tiffany Haddish has ever done. I mean, it's she ready gets yeah. We have our 12-year-old yells she ready now whenever (laughs) like my wife does something. Um anyway, uh let's just get started with the show. What's going on, Jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Gross Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your real WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening, you're listening you're, to this. You're YouTube. listening to. And you are listening to. You're listening, you're listening, you're listening, you're listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, Kaz? I'm doing good, Dave. This is the craziest week ever, man. This is the we we get so much to talk about. It's always weird when we record right before uh, some crazy shit happens. And I think today is one of those weeks that we can comfortably say some crazy shit happened after we recorded last week. <laughs> well, by the time it felt like there was there was enough concrete to report on. It was like, you know, it was it felt like it was already gone. Like it was right. like the news started trickling. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know, let's just start making plans for all out. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So here's the news. Let's just jump right in. Word, has, right word in. has leaked or has been reported. We don't know if any of it's true. That first thing that came out was that Daniel Bryan had signed with AEW. Mm-hmm. We don't know if that's true still, but I think it's that it's safe to assume. I'm willing to believe it. I'm willing then to believe right it. Then right hot on the heels of that, it was announced that CM Punk is training for a comeback and that the the working assumption or people in WWE even assume that he's going to work for AEW. Mm-hmm. So in the span of about 10 minutes, it felt like we went from no, from AEW status quo to AEW sign. I'm also hearing he's not the only, it's not, there's a third guy. I heard, I've heard there's a now third Have you guy heard too. about the third man? Dave? I've heard there's a third man, but I, I'm a little bit reluctant to, to lump him in because I feel like, it might very well be true, but I feel like the, the way that I keep hearing it, it's like all of the third, like everybody's source for this rumor is the same source. Same dude. I'm, yeah, I'm not, yeah. so I'm not sure. All of this news, for the record, was reported, I think, by Cassidy Hayes of Bodyslam.net, who is very well connected, apparently, mm-hmm. <laughs> at mm-hmm. AEW. Uh, Sean Rossap, who's been doing a lot of reporting. Oh, Sean Rossap actually, I think, reported the punk is com- punk is in is training rumor on Fightful Select. Yes. But now yes. they're sort of working in hand in glove and all this information's like coming out. Mm-hmm. So the but then the third piece of it that you and I keep hearing, I don't know how much to what extent this is out there, is that 
Well, okay, here's what I do know. Cassidy Haynes appeared on a podcast after he broke the Brian news, and he said, I heard about Brian, I heard about Punk, and then after that, I heard about something else, and I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting, and everybody was like, oh, I think even Sean Ross Sapp was like, there's nothing bigger than those two guys. He must be talking about a new cable deal, or I mean, a new a new TV TV slot, or you right. know, something. right. But there is somebody, but there is somebody else out there who is a bigger deal, or as big of a deal, or you know, would be a, he's a, a bigger, bigger deal. He's a bigger deal. A, <laughs> maybe a bigger, a bigger slap in the face to WWE. Yeah, yeah. not even a slap in the face. It's just definitely a, uh, you know, I, I think if the third man is who we think he is, I don't want to go as far as saying like, as far as star power, the star power shifts, but the star power for sure. Gets a little bit more even <laughs> if the so, third so, man listen, is Let's who just get is. out there. I mean, if you if you don't want if this is spoiler territory, you can fast forward or just turn off the podcast. But we're talking right. about Brock Lesnar now. Yeah, is Brock Lesnar is it is it possible that Brock Lesnar they floated a dollar amount to Brock Lesnar and that Brock Lesnar is just going to let Vince match it and go back to where he's comfortable? I mean, that's everything. He's done that. Feasible. He's done that a lot. He's done that in the past when it came to UFC and Dana White and you know other sort of companies. But but listen, this all goes back to WrestleMania weekend. You and I had this conversation. Mm-hmm. It really felt like in the run up to WrestleMania that if if Tony Khan had just had CM Punk come out the night before on you know I mean the, you know the week before on AEW mm-hmm. and then play, and, and I said I think I said at the time if he just ran a free TNT show on the night of <laughs> WrestleMania he could do like with CM Punk like that would be because they were they were at such a high then it felt like they were at an all time high and I was like. And all this needs is a match, you know. Yeah. And and CM, I was like CM Punk. If it costs ten million dollars, he is that he can be that match, and that's good. You know, it's to nothing. Go for it. It's nothing, to Tony Khan. Apparently. But as much of a high as they were at then, they're at a higher high right now. Separate from this stuff, separate from this news. And last night on AEW, which we will talk about, I'm sure at length, Tony Khan formally announced that AEW Rampage, the first dance. Which I'm glad they're taking a page out of NXT's book. Just a little on the nose, a little on the nose. <laughs> also, all the subtitles possible. Like, and it's like it's the, the next one's going to be AEW Rampage, the first dance, take two or something. Like, they're right, not even going to make it the right. second dance. As anyway, subtle as sandpaper they were last but, night. <laughs> but that is on. But that is on Friday, August twentieth, in Chicago, Illinois. Mm. So, Chicago, you know what that means. The United Center, not Little Chicago. They're doing the United Center. They are doing the big, the where the Bulls play, where MJ played. Like they're not doing like the Allstate Arena or wherever. You know the 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 other like out the Rosemont Horizon, the formerly known as Rosemont Horizon. When you're doing the United Center, it's a big deal. And perhaps unrelated, earlier in the week, CM Punk just tweeted out or Instagrammed out the Alan Parsons Project song that the yeah. Bulls used to always come out to. We have a great, I'm not going to do it that long to, to avoid avoid you guys getting sued, but you know the song. <laughs> everybody, everybody knows the song. So all this, there's a billion different things happening at the same time. This is too much stuff to even like say in a coherent way. But by the but but that in case you don't have your calendar all you know ironed out, I can speak from personal experience. I don't always have mine. Friday, August 20th is the night before SummerSlam, which is the WrestleMania of 2021, right? That is, this is the WrestleMania. This is right in the teeth, like right in the middle. Like you and I will be working at mm-hmm. SummerSlam mm-hmm. when potentially when CM Punk makes his appearance at AEW Rampage, the first dance at the United Center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so and, many things. Okay, so let's jump backwards again to this whole uh, this series of announcements. The way it was reported, I believe, by Meltzer. And Meltzer, I don't think it's fully confirmed this news, but says there is stuff happening backstage that he can, that he's sure of, that wouldn't make sense unless Punk is signed is like whatever. I saw somebody joke, does that mean they're putting Colt Cabana, <laughs> locking Colt <laughs> Cabana in the closet or something? <laughs> but regardless, yeah. I, hope these guys, I hope those guys sort their shit out. But regardless... So it was reported, I I forgot who did it, it might have been Meltzer, that basically the Dan, the creative for Daniel Bryan was sort of agreed on, even though it just happened, it just came together in a hurry. They, they were going to debut him, but then the punk thing changed the plans, whether that means now we have two different people to debut, whether they're going to do the brilliant, the brilliant rope-a-dope that they did 
with Matt Hardy and Brody Lee. You remember that when they like they they're like, oh, there's something big is going to happen, and they let us believe it was Matt Hardy for five. Mm-hmm. And so for five seconds, we're shut or whatever. Like that, that so they could do a thing like that, mm-hmm. or. And again, I don't know if I don't I don't fully trust this, but I have but when I heard the Lesnar news, when I or when I heard the Lesnar rumor, it was presented to me as this was all part of one storyline. Okay. Now I find it really hard to imagine that as excited even as excited as these guys may be to make money and to be wrestling wrestling in AEW and everything else, I find it slightly hard to imagine that those three guys are gonna be like yeah, let me be part of a faction like the let, NWO. Like yeah. the well, that's it. it. If yeah. it could be, if you, you could, if I'm sure they would all sign on to be part of the NWO, or maybe they would. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, doesn't it kind of feel like Brock Lesnar and CM Punk are both dudes who would think they're bigger than whatever the the some of the parts would be? Right? I mean, that they would just be like, like I'm the star here. I mean, I, I would say like this. I don't think. I think that's a very wwe way of thinking you know what i mean like whereas you know factions don't usually last for long unless like you're at already at the top and you're trying to make guys or whatever but i feel like if you're making a faction with these three folks at the competing company you know like it does probably make good business sense to come in together to come in and make the absolute biggest splash you possibly can make um I don't know. I mean, like they they were super on the nose with it yesterday on Dynamite, right? Like they 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 announced the first dance. They went straight to Darby Allen and he said, Yeah, I'm hearing rumors about people. And he says, even in AEW, you gotta prove yourself, even if you think you're the best in the world. Super on the nose there, right? But now you got me thinking the good old rope dope. I feel like, you know, if I it's it's smart of AEW to not ignore the rumors, right? Like when this happens in WWE or this happens like anywhere else, it's always like close to the vest, close to the vest, close to the vest, close to the vest, and completely ignore all this internet talk. Maybe they are, you know, I think one one of AEW's biggest strengths and probably their biggest strength is the fact that they lean in to the internet and lean in to like, you know, the the talk about it. Like maybe they leak it themselves. Maybe they put it out there themselves. Maybe they maybe it was something where, you know, they 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 float the CM Punk and Brian Danielson stuff and shoot. If I'm if I got the pen at AEW I, I bring Darby out, Allen out in Chicago, call CM Punk out, and then have Brock Lesnar just shovel up behind him and just like toss him into the crowd or some shit. And like really like this, you know, like this. It's I feel like it's too. My my spider sense is just tingling too much. Like I'm like yo, it's too on the nose. It's too it's too out there. The the news is too like circulated. I don't feel like it's going to be so cut and dry and and right out there. You know, like maybe they all did sign. Maybe they are coming as a group. Maybe they're going to go in one one by one. But I feel like if they're going to use the internet as their biggest asset and, you know, the rumor mill as their biggest asset, their best bet is to fuck with us a little bit. <laughs> so, like, I feel like them just kind of, like, you know, being super, calling it the first dance, putting it in the United Center, saying best in the world, having the MJF at the end of AEW's, you know, pretty much, you know, doing a, a tribute to the pipe bomb with, with Chris Jericho saying, why well, you sit there as comfortable as you've ever been. Like, it's too on the nose for them to just roll them out like that. So, I don't know. I, I just, I just... I want to give AEW a little bit more credit than to just be like, oh, well, here you go. Here's your show. Here's here's your guy. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. Am I, am I bugging for that? Am I bugging for that type of thinking? You really got me thinking with that Matt Hardy and uh, uh, Brody Lee reveal that I feel like they would do something similar here, no? Yeah, I mean, I don't think... I mean, we all know that that messing around with CM Punk rumors is playing with fire. Yes. Because if you don't promise CM Punk... It's, WWE it's, hasn't even teased him since he left. Yeah. And and but the prospect of him returning has ruined like 20 pay-per-views since then. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's been <laughs> it like fans just want to chant his name and he's just signifies so much. If you tease CM Punk and you don't give a CM Punk AEW, you you I mean, Tony Khan is a fan. He is smart enough to know that that's not a great idea. Now, I mean, there is a heat version of this, right? That CM Punk comes out and gets squashed and 
we never see him again. CM Punk agreed to do one show for a million bucks or something. But no, I mean, it's not that just it doesn't it doesn't work. And WWE, you know, it, it does seem like they, they've they come to terms with with all this stuff happening. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, I just feel like I I got I was sort of I knew that all the, you know all these Raw and SmackDown have a lot of long term planning in effect, but there were definitely moments when I was watching Raw where I was texting somebody and I was just like, imagine knowing that Hogan was going to join the NWO, and then <laughs> but still putting on the same episode of Monday Night Raw before and after it. Like you don't like you're not even like you have forewarning about this. You have an opportunity. It, I'm not saying what they did was good or bad, but you got to just do something different. You know, staying the course is not going to work. And I think we, if this, if all this stuff happens, and I think that they got to, you know, they'll figure it out. I hope. But you're talking it's, about WWE figuring it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like Raw's in the Raw's in a bad place right now. I'm not going to lie. Like Raw is is you know, there's definitely some redeemable moments. You know what I mean? Like I really am into um, you know Bobby and MVP. I'm into charlotte right now and her character but it just feels like they're just kind of running in place right now you know and they need to do something smackdown's fine right like i'm I'm all in on smackdown i feel like that's become like their new a show and they save all the good stuff for friday on fox which they should roman cena edge rollins bianca hopefully mm -hmm. sasha hopefully becky all these looks, folks. Like, looks like becky yeah makes sense right makes sense to save all the big shit on friday but Mondays, man, are you talk about staying the course? They got to do something to shake shit up over there because Goldberg ain't the answer, you know. Um, Lashley, you got a great. I mean, you've got as dominant as great a WWE champion you can ask for, as a believable WWE champion you can ask for, and you got to start making some big money matches with him. And I guess Goldberg could work out, you know what I mean? But then what? <laughs> you know, like Drew is kind of middling the fence with gender, and it's just they got to do something. They got to do something. And granted, like I'm sure plenty of people enjoy Raw just the way it is, but just seeing the 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 train coming down the tunnel right now and seeing what AEW is cooking with, like they've got momentum, dude. Like they are they. You, you can't deny it. Like, you can't deny that, like, Dynamite isn't one of the most exciting wrestling shows on TV right now. Like, from the fan energy to, you know, the the the, the in-ring action. Like, it's like a demolition derby every single week. And I don't know how much you can sustain that for a year doing death matches and doing crazy, you know, ultra-violent matches every single main event. But it's working, <laughs> for now it's working and and they got buzz so i i don't know man I'm, I'm not saying they're in trouble i would never say wwe's in trouble i'll never bet against you know that those guys but i'm just speaking specifically about monday night raw and their flagship show and just how it's just it's just been just not good it just has not been a good show lately yeah yeah well, it's funny because I said that, you know, it was almost like if WWE had known that the NWO was going to happen, they decided to stay the course. But if you go back and look, they were actually like booking the Godwins like the night after. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Joined the NWO. We had Duke the Dump to Jersey popping off. <laughs> they, they didn't they didn't just like see that and just go like, oh, OK, let's get real. Let's get real tomorrow. Yeah. Let's like right. whatever. I mean, it, it, it takes a while, I guess. It takes a while. It shouldn't, though. It shouldn't, though. I feel like they got way more assets now than they did back then. And they should know that, like, hey, man, like, y'all are good. Y'all got it popping again. Like, the live show is crazy. I got Cena back. Like, SummerSlam is going to be crazy, obviously. And, you know, as, as much of a buzz AEW has, they're still not beating SmackDown in the ratings. They just cracked a million for the first time. They're not doing the numbers and doing the boxes that WWE is doing. So it's like to say WWE's in trouble would probably be, you know, forcing it a little bit. But to say that AEW does not have momentum. And hey, surprise, guys, you could enjoy both shows, by the way. <laughs> you don't got to put them in competition with each other. But it is it, it, it's going to it's. I'm very interested to see how they how they maneuver this. I'm very interested to see how they kind of take this 
and and you know especially with, with adding a second show on Friday and really feeling like another major real competition or alternative to to WWE you know it's very 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 interesting it's crazy to think the biggest moment of SummerSlam weekend is going to I mean could potentially be at an AEW show mhm <laughs> there's a possibility here's the thing I'm never betting against the old man, dude. No, <laughs> me neither. No, listen, the old I'm, man got some tricks. I'm, I'm actually more excited now, now for yes. WWE than I've been in a while. But yes, but that's based is, on that's yeah. Anything we know, we we've both we've both have interactions with the old man uh, several times, and if there's anything we both know about the old man is that he thrives off of competition. Like this is like the, this is this is his drug. Like when he can't get competition, he creates competition within his own company. You know what I mean? Like, so now that he's got somebody really pushing him, now I'm just like, okay, we got something now. SummerSlam might be really something, you know, and and just the shows going forward are really going to be something, you know. He's got to get pushed. The best, the best time in wrestling was when he was pushed. You know what I mean? The best time in wrestling was when somebody was on his ass, whooping his ass every single week, and Eric Bischoff and Nitro and just doing stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's that's when a lot of times that the show was. You know, not me, but like a lot of people will say like that's when it was probably the most popping. So we gonna see, man. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what what's what's gonna be the uh the the bounce back, the rebuttal, you know. It's it I mean it's crazy because WWE has signed has so much five star talent on the roster. Mm-hmm. What they need now is to like sign some. I mean, like you know, to, to to win the PR battle right now would be to sign somebody just as big as those guys. They already have everybody just as big under contract, right? It's not like there's like all these free agents sitting out there. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and they've released a bunch of people too along the way. I mean, but but I just think that it's you know they have the talent, obviously, to compete. Um, not to compete to dominate, you know. But they but it. Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, if that happens, I mean, that's a hell of a foothold. And by the way, Brock Lesnar is, is a, you remember when we were, you remember the Monday, when the Monday Night Wars got, got going, right? What was the biggest thing that happened on the first episode of Nitro? Is Lex, Lex Luger showing up, right? Right after, right after he appeared on, on Raw, I mean, on, yeah, I mean, in WWE. Lex Luger, the beauty of Lex Luger was that, like, he didn't have nearly as much value and they'll and everybody on both sides will tell you this. Like he did, he, he kind of floundered in WWE or the WWF at the time. You know, Eric Bischoff didn't even wasn't a huge fan of the dude, but he liked the idea of him making the shocking appearance, right? right. In the Mall of America, whose side is he on? I th- doesn't he work for the other guys? Brock Lesnar is like incredible and he's great, but he, like, he has exponentially more value to AEW than he does to WWE. Now, Vince would probably disagree because Brock Lesnar is such a big-time Andre the Giant-style special attraction. But, like, we've seen Brock do a lot of this stuff. We kind of know what the Brock storyline is, what it feels like in WWE. And even though, you know, there's a great Roman Reigns story left to tell, I just feel like the the implicit, like, one-upsmanship of we got Brock Lesnar away from you is more mm. valuable to AEW than just even Brock Lesnar and, and seeing a bunch of new matches, you know, Brock Lesnar versus Kenny Omega, like all this stuff, like that's the value. He's worth He's worth a lot to them. Oh, for sure. The one thing AEW does have is a plethora of work rate dudes. They don't got a lot of special attractions and Brock Lesnar is the special attraction of special attraction. So if he's, if he's in there and, Punk also, Brian also, absolutely, in different ways. But if you scoop up Brock Lesnar, I mean, the momentum definitely shifts 1,000%. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Let's go back to AEW last night since it just happened and since you were talking about it before. I have my, What a huge show Fight for the Fallen was. Oh, huge show. Definitely a huge show. You mentioned, I'm just going to go through my notes here. You meant, we, we talked about Rampage being scheduled. We, meant, we talked about Darby Allen, na- not name checking, but basically calling Punk out. Uh, oh, and we of all, all those people that we mentioned, we didn't even mention, well, of the dudes who are, of, of, you know, the entire pro wrestling world of people who are actually actively wrestling. Mm-hmm. We had Tanahashi on AEW last night. And Randomly. Well, not randomly. R- randomly because why? Okay, the way so they he, not, the way announced it was pretty random. It was like, oh, and it here was, is a video it was package. Like, yeah, it was like, one of, like it oh, was okay. one of those old. It was one of those old WWF picture in picture things, except it was full screen. You know, it did felt like, hey, I'm here and I'm coming for you. My name's right. Tanahashi. Um, right. But uh, Tanahashi, who, who, by the way. He he coined the phrase "forbidden door." When people talk about the forbidden door between New Japan and AEW or between any other federations, that's Tanahashi who like said that when he was feuding with Jericho for the first time, and that sort of became like that's where we got the phrase. But he calls out the winner of the of the New Japan US title, which and setting up the match against Archer, and everyone and and so your first instinct is, oh, are they going to put that on all? Out? I mean, on on all out, is that going to be? Like, are they going to... Ho- no, but they're not going to have that match. It was announced that that, that, that Tanahashi Archer is going to be at New Japan NJPW Resurgence. But Moxley is also advertised for that show without a match. And last night on AEW, John Moxley cut a promo where he was like, I've been trying to get a match with Tanahashi forever and he's been ducking me. And then there's a separate piece where John Moxley has talk to Tony Khan about wrestling a big Japanese star at all out because he doesn't have, you know, another highest high profile match or whatever. So it looks like put those pieces together. They may be setting up Moxley versus Tanahashi for all out as like a special match, which is crazy. Like that's it. Like that just that's F with everything else going on. That is that is a dream match of its own. So anyway, that happened. The show started with the with the Dark Order and and Hangman Page having that crazy entrance, it incredible was so cool. entrances. <laughs> Everybody, I'm sure, saw all the stuff about. It. They had like the extra, the empty spotlight that was for Brody. Like the whole thing was so cool. And then the Elite was the Toon Squad, which I don't know if they're the only heels in the business right now that could pull off that can consistently pulling pull off being that dumb, like that <laughs> that silly, but still mm-hmm. like they're despicable heels. You know, I mean, it's 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 pretty it's pretty great. Yeah, but um. I don't think I don't think Kenny Omega is going to be like competing in any rock and jock tournaments anytime soon. Oh, judging man. by the way he was, <laughs> what a terrible pass! I mean, geez, Louise, you, you even gotta, the dribbling from the start, but yeah, just it's a, awful, just awful, awful, just passing by Kenny Omega. I mean, you got you got a wide open layup for or a wide open dunk for Matt Jackson to just finish, and it was, ugh. Gosh, it should have been on Shaq and the Fool. Hopefully, <laughs> it should have been on Shaq. It should have been. So, but they, but they had a good match. It was a rather shocking ending, right? Especially the way it was booked. I mean, but the way it was booked, but especially because of the, the implications. I'm not like my first reaction was, "Oh crap!" They're pushing pause on Hangman Omega again because they're going to have this opportunity to have Omega Punk, Omega Brian, whatever and we're going to let the we're going to play we're going to tease out the Hangman thing for another year or whatever. But then I thought well there's another there's another option here. They could do they could run back a eliminator tournament and then where where Hangman lost last time and then maybe they do you know Hangman Omega at full gear where Hangman lost against him last time, you know, maybe, and you know, maybe this is all part of the redemption story. They draw it out even further. Who knows? 
Who knows? <clears throat> but this could go a lot of a lot of different directions. It's a uh, you know, and it's not even just Punk and Brian. There's you know. Malachi Christian, Black. Christian, well, I'm saying Christian hasn't gotten his title shot. I mean, if we're just looking for people to 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 fill Omega's dance card, if they if they you know bring, take Hangman away again for a little while, um, the Forbidden Door is you know as discussed is right there. So I mean, you could, I mean, you know, what if they just figured out that they could get Ibushi, you know, and then like, okay, so do we? Why don't we just tell? Or do we just want to tell Omega Ibushi right now? Just you know, put everything else on pause. Like, there's you know, there's so much stuff that could happen. But that's super exciting, and that was a fun match, and Hangman looked great, and I mean, what could be better? Um, Cody, by the, the, the moment of the night for me was Cody standing up from his little gorilla position seat <laughs> and starting, the, and starting the, the Cody promo that nobody wanted to hear. He's like, there's uh, so much happening in our world today. Only, And then he just got kicked in the face. That was uh, the greatest moment, and that was the best thing I've ever seen. I think Cody is is much more aware than we give him credit for. I think oh, he knows. Cody's a Cody's a really smart dude. Like Cody's He's so smart. smart. Yeah, Cody's he like knows. your really, Cody's your really smart friend, man. He is. He knows everything. Yeah, yeah. He knows that people are tired of seeing him do anything. Like anybody, like a suit by any other name is still a suit. And at the end of the day, when it comes to wrestling, when it comes to storytelling, we've never liked a suit. It doesn't matter who you are. Like even like the most middle of the road Adam Pierce's of the world, right? Like we're still kind of like, ah, oh, here's this guy goes again. You know what I mean? Like, and I love Adam Pierce. I think he's awesome, but like, it's really hard to stay like the white meat baby face when you run the show. Right. So like anytime this dude comes out and, and Malachi black is kicking his ass, the crowd's going to go nuts and props to Cody for recognizing that and not thinking like, oh, no, they're, they're saying boo earns, boo earns. <laughs> like, like, no, dude, like we like seeing you get your ass kicked. So props to him on that, man. That was a great segment. Great, Did you see the graphic thing. they put out for this where it's just like they're two fa- it's like it's like uh, good versus evil or like yeah. some Lord of the Rings style thing with like a tree in the Lightness other half of a burning dark. tree. Yeah. It gives, it's giving me it's giving me WrestleMania 25 vibes with like Shawn Michaels in the all white. And oh yeah, Undertaker oh, yeah. in the all black. Like maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know, but I, hey, I don't know, man. I don't know how long you could keep Cody being this oblivious on show on the show. Like what oh, is he? Well, it was just- whatever it was. Whatever happened to lead us up to that that moment last night. It was worth it. That was yeah. so great. Yeah. That was so great. And then, dude, and then. It's so the, the little things that AEW does that they're smart enough to set up over long term, but they're more more importantly, they're smart enough to to see the opportunity. Malachi Black kicking Fuego del Sol in the face and knocking him out is more is a is more significant to his character than what he did to Cody. Right? I mean, that's like like kicking like like face kicking Fuego del Sol is like the 2021 version of like like screaming at an old lady in the front front row. There is nothing you could have done to get the AEW diehards uh, like to boo you more right. than than getting on Fuego del Sol. And that and right. that's and that's it it was a thing it was a small but it was a thing of beauty. Also in the small but a thing of beauty. Small in the context of everything we're talking about this week. Damn, Miro is a fucking good promo. Ugh. Like how is this like the Catholic killer? Miro, <laughs> just say he had the line of the night. He said, "He's got I only catchphrases." Oh, oh man, man, he's so how, good. How dare, how dare, I, I, man? As somebody who's worked on 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 many Rusev Day promos, I'm so I, I'm almost I'm almost sad that we never got to see this version of of Miro. And maybe we needed that. Maybe we needed a Rusev Day and then all these type of things to finally get this like fully fledged out version of him. And everything about him just screams just like terrifying, right? The white the white title, the cross on his neck. He never, ever changes his expression as he's talking. He's just very, very serious, but like not boring, right? Like he'll, he'll be super serious, but he'll say something so funny, but in a serious tone that you're just like, oh, no, this guy's actually terrifying at the same time um i forgot the line he said yesterday he's like i only get get up for i'm only fear two things a a, a flexible wife and a vengeful god or something like that and i'll just yeah. like mm, put that on a shirt 
<laughs> this is great stuff. Shout out to Miro, man. I think he's so he's ah, man. Yeah. And we talk about AEW. This is probably the most AEW heavy show we've had in a long time. But oh, yeah, <laughs> when you when you we're talking about everything that's coming, you almost forget all the stuff they already got. Right. <laughs> like they already got, you know, some of the best dudes that Raw, that Raw and SmackDown lost and, and Miro. You got these up-and-comers in Darby Allen. You got All Ego. You got the Elite. You got It's just it's just a packed, packed roster of, of talent and just interesting things happen. And we haven't even talked about the main event, Jericho and Gage, an actual death match, a real Nick Gage-style death match on, on cable television. Um... With Gage, man, it is absolutely uh, Nick Gage is definitely an acquired taste. Like he's not somebody that you just kind of toss on TV without a whole bunch of buildup. And I was in a group chat with a bunch of my friends, and I was just like, you know what? I'm just, you know, I get the the appeal of Nick Gage, but it's not my kind of yeah thing sure. I want to watch. Like it's not, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, I'm just. I'm not squeamish or anything, but I'm just like, that's not why I watch wrestling. I don't, I don't watch wrestling for that type of, you know, gore and stuff like that. But when done right and when done sparingly, I can get with it. And they did a great job of of doing that sparingly. It's just they, they got so much happening. Yeah, they didn't go to PG quite, but they, they made it a little bit more accessible than some of Nick Gage's other stuff, which I agree. I mean, it's not not my thing, but um but yeah, I mean, it was really cool. They, the fact that they were willing to sort of test it out. I mean, and listen, okay, I said, listen, I said that the moment of the night was was Cody starting that promo and getting kicked in the face. The actual moment of the night might have been AEW cutting straight, no pun intended, cutting straight from Nick Gage <laughs> using a pizza cutter on Jericho's face to a Domino's commercial, the right? Picture I mean, in picture. <laughs> There's oh, yeah. no way they didn't. There's no way they didn't set that up. There's no, no. way that was coincidence. That no, that, it was it's the little brilliant. things. It's the little things. That was hilarious. It's like the, they they teased the box cutter all week long. And by and, and by the way, the pizza cutter. And by the way, the yeah. the, uh, the 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 thing that they might not have done, which is a small thing, but they after that insane hurricane rana top, top rope hurricane rana through the plate of glass. They they cut to a crowd shot, and if you go back and watch it, it looks like they, the first woman that they show is like looking down, like she just got hit by glass, which is just bonkers. Like there's so much that happened in that match where you were just like, that can't have been deliberate, that can't have been the plan. But that's what made it so great. It was just really, really. I mean, it was it was just a fantastic match. Jericho is firing on all cylinders. He made that match. Like I mean, obviously Nick Gage just did a great job, but Jericho sold the hell out of it and. And ended up with the big win. And, you know, that storyline is getting more and more interesting. Now, we got the third the third test. The third trial of Jericho is uh, is going to be Jericho against Juventud Guerrera. Juvie Juice. Juvie Juice. Juvie Juice is back. <laughs> which, by the way, I don't know if you can get on YouTube and find anything of him in the, from the past couple of years, but Hoovy's still going, and Hoovy's in better shape than Jericho. I mean, Hoovy's still Hoovy. He's Hoobie younger, can still you know? He can still so, go. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Hoovy on a recurring basis after he shows up there. He's, I mean, if you know, a good show, and we know AW will keep people around if the crowd gets mm -hmm. behind him. But mm -hmm. Hoovy's, but Hoovy's back. I'm excited where they're going to go with this whole thing more and more each week. Um, and I love just Jericho being tormented by. I mean, look at they've created a storyline where you are dying to see every Chris Jericho match, but Chris Jericho is not a champion, not whatever. But it feels just as significant. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. They wrote it. It's it's really, really, really impressive stuff. Um, and Juventud Guerrero, by the way, I'm sure people have, have, have said, have made this joke, but I was re I'm looking right now at a backstage shot with Haku and Conan and uh, Dean Malenko. And, you know, there's uh, Juventud Guerrero is now in this. We got Sting. We got Tony <laughs> Schiavone. <laughs> I know that we're talking about these dudes, these free agent signings as being the new NWO, but what a what better I mean, but doesn't it kind of feel like doesn't it kind of feel like the the lesson to be learned right now is that WCW won? <laughs> 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 like, 
WCW, like AEW is basically like the WCW version of like Hydra, right? Like at, yeah. the, end of, at the end of Captain America, it's like, yeah, we defeated Hydra. Then we freeze Captain America for 20 years. And that's what WWE was. WWE was just like Steve Rogers for the past like couple of decades just running stuff while Hydra was just building underneath the bubble of, of professional wrestling. You had a show last night that included Jericho, Meng, Tony Schiavone, Hooventude Guerrera. I mean, the NWO, meanwhile, is like chilling out, is like drinking a Mai Tai at Hogan's Beach. And the, <laughs> and the rest of the, the dudes that they canceled are like, are, it's, they're still it's going like nobody, nobody wants Hulk Hogan anywhere near their television show. Kevin Nash, like, shout out to Kevin Nash. Incredible episode of Broken Skull Sessions, by the way. I could hear him talk oh, about yeah. the business of wrestling all day long. I could talk about his wine drinking. For the, I mean, that was what a what a ballsy move just to show up with a big, like, carafe of wine. Just the anyway. coolest dude. And, like, Scott Hall is, is wherever Scott Hall is. WCW won the war. That is the main takeaway from here. WCW won the NWO war. Look, look who's still standing. After all this so time. So crazy. Jericho. I mean, all those guys. Yeah. Jericho, Jericho and Sting, Big Show. Got it. The Big Show. Jeez. The Giants. I guess he was NWO bo- some of the time, but whatever. I mean, it's like <laughs> this is old school NWO. It's it's crazy. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Shoot. They, they need to call Dennis Rodman up to really just make the cipher complete. <laughs> would, that be a, would that be a big get? It almost would. Dennis Rodman? Yeah, for sure. I'd say that. Oh, we did. We mentioned that Cody Malachi Black is 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 next week. Like there is just, next week. Yeah. I mean, they're pulling the trigger on that. I mean, it's it's crazy, crazy. It there is so much going on over there. Yeah. It's 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 really impressive. They pull the uh, trigger a lot. So like, I'm I'm not. And, but I'm then, not but, super they, but, they, but you don't regret it. I mean, listen, we might be saying we've seen all the matches they have to show us in two years or something. But like for right now, it doesn't feel like they're overdoing it. I mean, it feels like they they do pull the trigger when they need to, and then they find a good storytelling reason for it to you know for to to keep telling the story yeah and you're still eager to see it you know i mean look at what they've done with mjf and jericho we were talking about that being surprised at how quickly they were evolving that storyline i feel like six months ago you know Mm -hmm. and they're still making it i mean it's 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 really 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 impressive stuff man the way they tell stories is like like when i i mean people might have heard me who listen to this might have heard me I did a spot on the ringer horse. We were talking about Loki. I know you're a big Loki fan, mm-hmm. but like when they, I was, I loved that show and it was great. But like when they started the little gimmick where like all the conspiracy theories and like unsolved mysteries throughout time were tied in, it's like, this is like, it's like Loki is somehow like DB Cooper. Lo, Loki's responsible <laughs> for all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. That was the thing where I just like threw down the remote and I was just like, I am so goddamn jealous of that. <laughs> just that one little idea. Everything else was like, this is good TV. It's yeah. better TV than I could create. But yeah. sometimes something like that happens and I'm just like, oh my God. God, that's so good. I good just want to. I, I just want to faint. It's and, such um, good shit. <laughs> and that, those little moments of like such good shit, I feel like happen in AEW now with some regularity. They they yeah. just do it. Uh, they're they're very very good at it. Should we talk uh, Roman and and Finn and Cena? Yeah. So talking, I was gonna actually segue there. Talking about very good at it, man. There's no moment where Cena has been out there since money in the bank every single time he comes out i'm just like this man is he's a lot closer to the rock than we give him credit for (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah that's the one thing that's the one thing that no matter what people want to say about what's going on between the both companies they still got that guy (laughs) they still got john cena who is as ubiquitous as talent in in not even just wrestling just in entertainment that there is, dude. Like Suicide Squad, every mm-hmm. single commercial you could think of. Fast the commercials nine. are great. The commercial, his voice is so yeah, yeah. I see. I hear great. him on like a million like car commercials every single week. And on top of that, he's basically like running WWE. Like there hasn't been a show that he's been on that he's not the first face and first sound you hear every time he comes out, which is smart. You shouldn't you shouldn't make people wait till the end of the night to see this dude. As soon as you turn on the TV, he should be the first person you see every single time he is there to do a show. And um even though like now they're starting to plant the seeds 
planting little seeds of maybe we're going to get a little bit of different John Cena. I feel like what Roman, you know, we say this on the show all the time, all the time. WWE will tell you exactly what they're going to do if you just pay attention to it, right? Roman Reigns got the challenge from John Cena. Paul Heyman, God bless that man, doing the John Cena remix of his entrance music. They're all saying, like, dude, you're played out. You're played out. That is the John Cena story. Like, you came back doing the same thing, same green shirt, same towel, same champ is here, same everything, right? If there's anything we've learned about John Cena since he's been away from WWE is that the dude's got range. He could do a lot of different stuff. And if there's any time for him to start doing some different stuff, now's the time. Uh, Roman's already kind of said, hey, not interested. Finn, you're cool. You're new. I'll wrestle you. And (laughs) that's kind of a slap in the face to John Cena. If I'm him, like I would feel away. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that, you know, Finn isn't meddling around in the mid card that much long. They they threw him right in right into the mix as he should be of the main title picture. And now I'm interested. Now I feel like if you could tell by the reaction, then again, it is it is different. It is very, very different doing a wrestling show in front of a crowd, because no matter what you have planned, you cannot ignore that 20,000 seat. Uh, focus group that you have every single night when you go out there. And Finn Balor gets a massive, massive reaction every time he comes out. Got a massive reaction when he came to challenge uh, Roman. Got a massive reaction when he first returned. His entrance is just crowd participation at his finest. Probably one of the most influential, not even one of the most. He's the, he's, him and AJ Styles, I would say as far as like in-ring stuff and just everything that that wrestling has turned into in the past 20 years, the most influential wrestlers of this generation, right? You got Finn in the mix with Roman Reigns and John Cena. That sounds like some money to me, you know? And if you're going to get a new version of John Cena eventually, or going to get some, or it's going to go somewhere, you know, he's... One thing you never let John Cena get is the last word. Right. And Roman got the last word on John Cena so far. So I'm really looking forward to Friday, seeing what he's going to say back if he's going to have something different to come back with. If, you know, even though he's still, you know, happy go lucky, clean cut John Cena, let's not forget he he tore Roman Reigns a new one in the promo wars the last time they went up against each other. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to that first face to face microphone action that the two get from each other. They're They're holding it. They're saving it. They haven't done it yet. But when they finally get that face-to-face interaction, that's when I'm going to be like, ugh, this guy's, like you said, this guy's definitely closer to The Rock than a lot of people give him credit for. Just, he's just, he's, he's a maestro. Um, and the, and and the, there was you see the story that he worked a dark match after Raw tag teaming with Riddle. Like if we want to start drawing, you can do the entire bulletin board with strings connecting, you know, conspiracy strings connecting people to figure out who WWE's plan, you know, what WWE's big stars are going to be for the next couple of years just based on who John Cena interacts with, I think. You know, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's pretty impressive. Um, I mean, just to see him go. He's so great. He's so great. By the way, I don't. I'm sure we're gonna. Someone's gonna be like, "The Rock is not." I mean, the John uh, <laughs> John Cena is not the Rock. Yeah, of course he's not the Rock. But like, who is? <laughs> I never thought. I never thought that I would get any of that feeling of the Rock's returns again. You know, I didn't think it gets uh, the when the Rock would first come back and just hold court. You know, I, that was such a specific feeling, and Cena can pull off some of that. By the way, comparing stars to, to stars of that generation. I just I forgot when we were talking about AEW to throw out that Jim Ross formally compared said John Moxley is the closest thing to Stone Cold Steve Austin the other day and I know everybody doesn't agree with everything Jim Ross says but I almost got canceled for saying this like a few years ago when John Moxley was <laughs> when John Moxley was the WWE champ like it like it was yeah I mean I, I he he has a thing he has a thing when he is in the ring with a microphone or in the you know like when he is just like gets out in the crowd there is a, a certain energy that Moxley has that. Uh, it's just hard to put words to man and and Austin had and Austin had that obviously to a much to a bigger extent but like there's a connection you can you can draw these lines if you pay attention anyway um so that was smackdown um i mean there's a lot more on smackdown too i guess there's a, the, the people are starting to, 
after what happened on Raw with uh, Charlotte and Nikki ASH and all that kind of stuff, the, 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 it looks like Becky is officially going back to SmackDown. I think people are sort of making that th- making that official too. It did feel like there was a spot for her against Charlotte, you know, on her return. And I think that the biggest thing that, that, that the re- biggest reason people questioned it is because it didn't feel like you couldn't imagine how WWE would decide to book Bel Air versus Lynch. Right. You know, like, I don't know, right. like, it's it's hard to imagine what the ending that would be. Now, there's a lot of ways you can do it. And who knows? If, and they might not even go that way with the first feud. You might have Becky just like feuding with somebody else for a minute. I don't know. But that would be the question there. But it looks like that's going to happen. Anyway, on, on Raw, uh, we got Goldberg back out there against Lashley. And Lashley, like you said, is doing magical stuff. It's good to see Shelton and Cedric back. I don't I was good to see. It's good to see that like Cedric got in wardrobe and found some found is trying to make himself look a little bit different. So <laughs> I, that that got me excited for a while, but then I realized mm-hmm. what was going on. Um, uh, what else do we got? Oh, Karrion Cross beat Keith Lee. Do we? Kn- oh, the Edge Rollins promo too. We get. Should we? Do we need to talk about that? I mean, you know, we we, we talked we know about what it. it. Is. Yeah, we yeah. know what it is. We know where we're going with that. You know, Edge Seth. There's a lot of meat on the bones there. He hasn't forgotten. You know. Uh, Seth was great. Seth was great in that. Uh, but so, but let's get back to Karrion Cross beats Keith Lee. People are excited to see Keith back. Uh, and now he's lost two weeks in a row. Um, they're not exactly booking him big time. I don't know. I, I kind of, on some level, it feels like they're kind of fucking with this with now with Karrion Cross. After the reaction that he got the first week, they're like, what can we do to piss people off even more? Well, but- technically, I think I think they kind of booked themselves into a corner because uh, Jeff Hardy apparently got uh, was in COVID protocols. Oh, that's so right. He so he couldn't be on Raw this week, but they still had Cross. And, you know, ipso facto, you know, you got to get this man's heat back. Who are you going to get it off of? Keith Lee and I don't know if I would have made that choice but I don't know I'm kind of it's it's kind of weird I think I think Kaz just lost his mic are you still there I'm still here uh if there's any reason to wrap up the show it, it, <laughs> if there's any clue yeah we're gonna do a Shivani it's like guys folks we gotta go our microphone stopped working we, we'll see you back here tomorrow night on Nitro we'll see you um, next week on Thunder <laughs> do we I mean we we've covered a lot of ground here Hey, we gave him a lot of AEW this week, so nobody should be mad. <laughs> we'll be back next week. <laughs> yeah, we had to run through it. But listen, this was I'm I think that there's good reason to be super excited as a wrestling fan right now. So let's just be excited. Yes, sir. I'm excited. Looking forward to everything that's gonna happen next week. Um, you dudes are wonderful. Uh Kaz, you wanna do your plugs on the way out? Yes, sir. I say less with Kaz, Loki and Rosie every Monday, everywhere you stream podcasts. Catch me on MSG PM every Monday to Thursday at MSG Networks. And uh, right here on the Mass Man Show. You know what it is. You can find me here. You can find me on the press box. Thanks, as always, to our babyface production assistant, John Kerma. Apologies, as always, to John Moxley. Although I did just call you the new Stone Cold Steve Austin. So did JR. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Tony Schiavone here on The Masked Man Show. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on The Masked Man Show. 